Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is up, besties? Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Jill Coleman. And I'm the other one, Danny J. Hello. (laughs) Um, What is up, y'all? We are, it is a Sunday and we're recording. Hey man, we work every day. That's you hustle, you grind. That's all Seven days, never sleep, 24 seven. (laughs) Except for Danny who sleeps a lot. And also, dude, I sleep like nine and a half hours a night, most nights. Yeah, Yeah, we should. We deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we worked we recorded one episode we need to go reward ourselves with an, a two-hour nap yes um yeah. so today we wanted to talk about i mean what would you call this is this like congruency is this Ooh, what is this congruency is a we as a good word yeah so i was ability well i was gonna say feeling like a hypocrite but the mm. reality is it's like you're not necessarily a hypocrite so, but it's like the feeling, yeah, feeling incongruent, out of alignment, feeling like I have a I have a lot of clients who um are business owners, right? They're personal trainers, health coaches, people like that. And one of the questions I get a lot from them is they ask, they say, Hey Jill, I feel a little bit like an imposter mm-hmm. because I'm helping people eat healthy and I feel like I haven't quite figured out my stuff yet. Yes. Or I'm not completely on the other side of my own eating struggles yet. Or, you know, I want to coach people online, but I know that requires a lot of like photos of me and videos of me. And I don't feel comfortable in my body. Like I, I feel like I need to be leaner. I feel like I need to have a six pack. I feel like I need to like look the part, quote, look the part, right? We sort of hear this, especially in like personal training. It's like, oh, you're a walking billboard for your services. But the truth is this could be in any in any industry where there's someone who's maybe in a coach or a leader role yep. and they're helping people get better in that thing. Right. So it's this incongruency of like, am I qualified enough if I'm not completely 10 steps ahead and completely mastered this thing that now I'm helping people with? Yeah. I think it's so interesting because we do feel like we need to have mastery. And yet so many of these things are, I don't know if you can ever master a lot of, you know, a lot of times, and there are so many ups and downs in life. I was just re-listening to our episode, um, about the telling your partner to lose weight or whatever. And just thinking about how we were saying how your body fluctuates, you know, during the course of your lifetime and like our finances fluctuate during the courses of our lifetime. And so many things are going up and down. So it's so interesting, especially when we do have a job that's kind of as an authority, and maybe we're talking about or preaching about something that's not really working well in our lives. And I felt this way so much. In fact, it shut me down. And I, and I think it's such a great thing, conversation to talk about because, um, because it's happened. I'm sure it's happened to you. I know it's definitely happened to me. And unfortunately it can really hinder our progress in business. So the reason I brought this up was my, my brother is a financial advisor and we were just having a conversation and he said he was feeling a little bit like a hypocrite because he wasn't putting as much money in savings as 
he mm. could be or should be. He goes, yeah, I'm telling people they need to put a thousand dollars a month in savings. And he's like, I'm only putting like a hundred dollars a month in savings. And, and so I was just listening to him and nodding my head and going, yeah, but you're not a hypocrite though. There's just times in life that things happen and you can still give great advice and not be following your own advice. I mean, how many times have we gone to a doctor who's like, you need to lose weight, weight. stop smoking yeah, like or not something. healthy. Totally. <laughs> yes. And we never think of it. And so I actually love, I don't know if you've heard this, but I love Brendan Burchard. He has the, this, this framework that he talks about. It's kind of like, you know, he does experts Academy. So like, what makes you an expert, right? This is always a question that comes up. And I think we tend to think, oh, that you need like the highest level degree or you need the highest level cred credential or you have to be walking your walk 24 seven in mm -hmm. order to be credible. So he has this framework and he calls it the three R's. And the first is what he calls the researcher expert. So the researcher experts, the person who does have the credential, this is someone we think about traditionally, especially in the health and fitness space. They have a, you know, an advanced degree maybe, or a top certification. And I see a lot of people holding themselves back from helping people because they don't have that mm -hmm. credential or they feel like they need more credentials. The second R is the role model expert, which is the person who walks their walk. So I, this would be the traditional sort of like fitness model, right? This like Insta famous sort of, you know, fitness model who maybe doesn't have a credential. Maybe it's like never really worked with anybody, but they have authority because other people go, well, she did it. So maybe I could also like, maybe she could show me what she did. And this is that person who probably has like a million followers on Instagram. That's like, here's my a day in the life of eating and everyone just tries to do the exact same thing that she's doing. Right. So it's maybe they don't have the credential, but they certainly walk their walk. And I think mm -hmm. that's sort of what we're talking about. It's, are you walking your walk? And the, the third type of expert is the results getter expert. And this is the person who, and I know you'll get this because when you and I were competing, some of the top coaches in the fitness competitor space were like kind of sloppy dudes. But they were training all of these chicks to get up on stage, were like super shredded, like winning the Olympia. And then you look at the coach and it's like some dumpy guy. You know what I mean? So this is obviously someone who's not walking their walk, probably doesn't even have a fucking certification, but has just done it so many times just knows what works, like has the clinical experience. And so Brendan's thing was in order to be an expert, ideally, you'd like to have all three of those. But even if you just have one. You're still mm -hmm. an expert, right? So yep. maybe you don't have the exact look of like a magazine cover model, but you know what? You fucking have been a personal trainer for 20 years and you get your clients great results because you know what works. And I think it's possible to get someone incredible results and also just go and like, you know, have a couple of drinks, right? And yeah. like, it's still fine. It doesn't make you not an expert because to me, that really is it. At the end of the day, are you getting your client's results? Can you prescribe and help someone implement what's going to work for them, regardless of what you look like or what you're doing or whatever, you know? But I think there is this feeling of misalignment sometimes. Like I remember when I was um, giving meal plans at Jill Fit, like this is early days when I like didn't really understand what I was doing, gave you a meal plans. And I remember I had my own meal plan and I could not stick to it mm. like at all. I was, and I had so much shame around that. Like the, the, the gap between what I was doing and what I was telling people to do, I felt like a fucking fraud. Yeah. I was literally like, how come I can't even stay on my own meal plans? And that was a wake up call to me to like, there's a problem here. And at first it, it materialized in a sense of shame. And then I was just like, you know what? 
there has to be a better way because it can't just be this meal plan or bust. And that really was an important lesson for me as a coach to, in like self-compassion in empathy with clients in, uh, you know, just trying to figure out what works instead of having this like sort of like comply or die mentality. Um, but I think when you notice in yourself that you're maybe not doing what you're telling your clients to do, it does feel a little strange, you know, and misaligned maybe at first. Yeah. It's such a, it's an interesting thing when you mentioned the the guys training these women. And that's, that's such a great example of why you don't have to do the thing. I mean, look at a lot of the coaches who coach high level football, uh, basketball, totally. even gymnastics. I know Bella Caroli was one of the biggest gymnastics coaches in that ever like lived one of the most famous ones, coach Nadia Comaneci and, and Mary Lou Retton and like just the huge gymnast, a, a man who never did gymnastics. He literally learned on the job, taught himself and was a great coach, but never actually did the thing that he was coaching on. And so we do get in our own heads really about this. And we start thinking that we need to have it all figured out and you can have expertise and you can get results and you can know what the fuck you're talking about and yet not be doing it yourself or not and getting know, results. Like to, yeah. And to your point, I think it does ebb and flow. Maybe at mm -hmm. one point, you were doing it and then it just became not as important, yeah. you know, like that's the thing is, especially, and you know, this, when you start like really getting into learning about business and trying to make your business work, sometimes you let your health and fitness slide a little bit yeah, because it's just not in front and center in your priority list quite yet. Doesn't mean you're not credible. It means you've done it already. You did master it. You know what it takes but now you're putting your energy and effort into some other part of your life. And so, and you know, this is interesting because um, it, we talk, you and I talk a lot about relationships on this podcast and yet both of us are divorced. Mm. So does that mean that mm -hmm. we're not credible? And we've had this conversation before mm. is like, what makes someone a relationship expert? Mm. Is it someone who's had a lot of relationships? Is it someone who's dated a lot? Is it someone who has been married for 50 years? You know what I mean? Like, is it someone who's in a committed relationship for three months, which oftentimes we see on social media. And that's, what's strange about it too. Right. Is like everyone's definition is different and no one's wrong. I think we see these people who are like, I just met my dream man six months ago and it's amazing. And we're happier than ever. And we're putting on a couple's retreat to teach other couples how to be successful in their relationships. I'm like, I mean, I get triggered a little bit with something like that. I would much rather go to someone who's been married for 50 years. Yeah. Like what's the secret, right? Uh -huh. Like you put on a clinic. So it, it's like, it's weird how we sort of filter those things, but those people who are putting on those been in the relationship for six months, they get a lot of people to pay for those retreats, Yeah, you know, like they're, they're making money on that stuff. Oh, that's such, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Cause I know like, those are very interesting ones where I'm almost like, okay, but like, there's an asterisk to like, you can do anything. You can be an expert. And then also I'm, but except for this one, <laughs> right. But it is, it is interesting. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up too, was because sometimes we get in our own way. We stop ourselves from making money. We stop ourselves from helping people who need our help. We stop ourselves from making an impact because we feel like we have to get our shit together first. And in fact, there are people out there who need your message, who need need what you have to offer, who need your offer, who need your expertise, who need the way you say it. And you are not doing it because you're worried about how you look or you're waiting. And I had almost, you know, when I started the sweaty Betty's with my business partner, it was right when I was going through my adrenal fatigue and I had gained 30 pounds. And I was really feeling like I, we wanted to cre create a lot of video content and just have a lot of content out there. And I was like, 
I just want to wait until I lose 30 pounds before I do YouTube or before I do any videos. And I was proud of myself for just doing the thing anyway, and pushing through because it took many years to lose that weight. And I never really lost all of it. And so I would have missed out on so much impact, so much income, so much learning. If I had just been waiting to look a certain way before I opened my mouth, before I started talking about things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just very important, but I've also, um, kicked myself in the pants and like done some stupid things where I didn't go out as much. I didn't push as much because I was embarrassed about things going on. Like mostly my marriage and like finances, there were times during, um, while I was separated from my husband that, you know, in the middle of like wanting to launch master your money and like my find the money project that I was really cringing and not wanting to do it because of my money story was wrapped up with my ex-husband's story. And I didn't want to talk about it. And then I was like, and honestly, I'm being so stupid. Like I would preach about what to do with your money, but I was like being so ridiculous with spending on alcohol and doing things that I normally wouldn't do. And I definitely felt like a fraud. And so I was out there, but not really pushing very hard. Cause I was like, uh, mm. this doesn't feel in alignment to me. Mm-hmm. And so I get both sides and, and looking back, I'm like, I still knew what the fuck I was talking about just because I wasn't living it right then. I mean, I had my own shit going on and it's totally of it. Hey friends, this episode is brought to you by the happiness diet. If you go to the happiness you will know what we're talking about. Jill and I created an amazing program. Actually, this is Jill's program and my program put together all in one to give you all the tools, strategies, lessons, things you need to just get your life back on track, get your priorities straight, figure out what your priorities are, rewriting your story, figure out relationships. So much content in this. I should be the happiness diet university actually it actually should well you know i mean honestly this course and the reason why we called it it's like we we it's a play on words to call it a diet obviously it's not a diet but you guys know that danny and i both came from sort of a competitor background obviously health and fitness background but really what we found was there's a gap in the market for like actually addressing your mental, emotional stuff, like your mindset stuff. You've ever said to yourself, like, I can't get out of my own way, or I just don't know how to handle this. Or I don't know why I, um, why I second guess myself. I don't know why I have doubts. I don't know why I, um, never feel good enough. I don't know why I always feel insecure around so-and-so around these people or like any sort of like relational type thing. Um, it really, it is just about, that's why it's kind of a diet. Cause it's like, Hey, it's serving up these tools, these strategies that Danny and I have used not only with ourselves but with our clients. So this is all best practices. If you find yourself just feeling stuck, I think sometimes if you're just like in your life and you're dealing with something that is just not pleasant, whether it is, you know, grief or a breakup or a divorce or something going on with someone in your life, like relationally, this is definitely all of our best practices. In fact, we put these programs together after like in the aftermath of our own sort of divorce forces and separations. And it's literally the tools and strategies that helped us move through that and be able to create a life that looked a lot different, but was so, so great. And in so many different ways. So if you guys are looking for a fresh start, if you're looking for tools and solutions, you have to get this program, go to thehappinessdiet.com, check out everything. If you guys have questions, hit us up in the DM. Uh, you can always hit us up. You just want to know if this is right for you. Sometimes you're like, that sounds great, but I'm not sure if this is really going to help me. Tell us what your story is. Tell us what you're dealing with. And we can make an educated choice about like, is this going to be a good solution for you and a good place to start? Love it. Make sure you check it out. And once you go to the happinessdiet.com and you purchase it, you have immediate access. So you can jump in right away and get started on changing your life.
Yeah, love it. You know, I think it's also important to realize that consumers um, are attracted to, to different things, right? You're always going to have that one person who walks in the gym and goes, I'm going to hire the personal trainer who I want to look like, like everyone, like there's always going to be someone like that. Right. But then there's also going to be someone, I know you've told the story for on an episode where they don't want to go with the, the most jacked personal trainer, maybe number one, cause it's intimidating, but also they want to know that someone could understand them. So if they're looking at like a super shredded trainer and they're going, that person's 22 years old, I'm 55 going through menopause, like what is that trainer? Yeah, they're in shape, but that person can't understand my struggle. Mm -hmm. And so there, so other people are choosing based on connection, based on shared stories, share, you know what I mean? Like shared struggles even, and shared like maybe place in life. So I think don't always just assume that people are looking for someone who's doing everything perfectly. In fact, I think they're looking for someone who can show, I think their humanness or humanity. And I think that's where I sort of got to with the meal plans was like, you know what, this shit isn't working for me. I think the shame was in not talking about it. Once I started mm-hmm. showing that like, yeah, I'm having a glass of wine or I'm having like the charcuterie board, whatever, which felt really uncomfortable as a trainer, as a quote expert, but I can't, that my business completely changed once I stopped putting on that pretense and started just being a real normal Mm. human. That's when everything in my business changed. And people were like, thank God you're human. And literally, honestly, the revenue went way up as a result of that. So don't assume that you have to be perfect all the time. I think that's what we think, especially social media. It's so visual that people are looking for connection more than anything. And so it doesn't require perfection. It's so funny because you, you hit the nail on the head. I think people are looking for connection and somehow we think they're looking for like the cracks in the armor to like expose us. Like, oh, you told me to do a meal plan, but I saw you at the buffet last (laughs) night. Like I'm going to post it like Jill fit eats. dessert. <laughs> like, <Right. what? laughs> and you know, and maybe there is something to that. I do know when I was a trainer, I would, if I had something like a cupcake or I went to like a birthday party, I would get people's comments and it was very, it was super frustrating. I almost felt like I had to hide that kind of stuff. So they'd be like, Oh, you do eat cake. Oh, you do eat this. And I'm like, yeah, we're at someone's birthday. I can have a piece. So then I would almost get to where I'm going. I can't even eat this in front of people. Cause it makes like, there's everybody's got a fucking comment about it. So if that's happened to you, it's understandable why you might be scared that someone's going to like throw you under the bus. But the reality is, is they're really, again, just looking for connection and trying to see that you're real. I think the reason anybody even said that to me was they wanted to know that I was a real person too, and not a robot and just ate what was ever on a piece of paper or something. Yeah, no, I think it's important because I think we often see people like we know that people, they need to see you as an authority, right? So you have to have the knowledge somehow. If you're not like exactly walking your walk in this moment, you at least have to show that you have the knowledge or you have the solution that this person's looking for. You have like mastery over this. The second part is they do need to see that there's relatability there. So we all know those people on social media, especially who like just dump, like everything's all bad. And they, and they, they, the veil it's under the veil of like, this is relatable content, or this is my vulnerable content. And I know for you and I, like, I cringe at some of that stuff. You know, it's not that you shouldn't share, but like, that's just related relatability content. That's not authority content. So you need to have both. And we know what that feels like. It's okay for someone like you in that moment to have a piece of cake because you still lived a healthy lifestyle, right? Overall, you were still a fit, healthy person. 
But if you have someone out here trying to tell people to be healthy, like eating cake all the time, but then also being like really unhealthy, there's nothing aspirational about that. Mm -hmm. So you have to have both. Like we all want to, to work with someone who is a human being, but also is exceptional at something. Mm -hmm. And so ask yourself, am I displaying both relatedness and authority at the same time? That's sort of the magic combination mm -hmm. for people to really, and want to invest with you. Yeah. And I think too, to not beat yourself up over if you're going through a season of whether it's you're preaching finances and your finances are falling apart or you're preaching health and your health is kind of falling apart that you don't, that doesn't disqualify you automatically from not knowing what you're talking about or mm -hmm. you're, or maybe you're preaching relationship stuff and your relationships falling apart. I mean, things happen like that. And so, and I understand how it can undermine your confidence and the belief in yourself that you do know what you're talking about. I can't imagine like counselors, they probably are the, that would probably have to be one of the worst jobs because if you're really good at that and you're like, I help people get their life together, but my shit's always falling apart. I, I just imagine nearly any job you have some things falling apart a little bit where you help people fix that thing. And I think it can be very frustrating when you're like, this is what I do for other people. And I can't do it for myself. And I think yeah. this is why we also hire coaches and we hire experts for ourselves. So like when you said your meal plan thing wasn't working, maybe you could have hired someone who could have helped you with that. But I think that sometimes we need to have our own coaches to help us with our own shit. Like totally. I, I just went to my therapist this week and she was talking about her therapist that she went to. And I was like, see, even therapist needs a therapist to get through their own shit. And totally. so sometimes maybe this is just a lesson to go. You're not broken and you're not, not an expert, but maybe just get someone else to help you with your stuff. I think sometimes the hardest thing, and you and I have talked about this too, is like, we can help people with our business, but sometimes looking at our own business or yeah. you're looking at your own, like when I was doing fitness competitions, I hired a coach to do my meal plans for my fitness competitions. I could help somebody with theirs, but like you're looking at your own stuff is sometimes more difficult. So maybe this is also a place to just go, Hey, I need to hire someone to help me with my shit. Cause it's hard. It's like when you're looking for your sunglasses and they're on top of your head and you're looking everywhere and somebody's just like, yo, they're, they're on your head, ding dong. Mm -hmm. So, you totally. know, you know, one of the things I also try to remember is like, you don't have to help every single person, right? If you even help, like, I love what you said earlier about, you know, think about the impact you could be missing out on having, mm -hmm because you're scared that you're not qualified. But if you put it out there and you help even one person, isn't that worth it? I know that sounds mm -hmm. like sort of idealistic, but at the end of the day, like that's sort of what we're talking about is realize that your story, your expertise, the way you say what you say is not going to be for everyone. And it doesn't have to be. Yes. There's always going to be that person who wants to work with that Insta famous, you know, fitness model with 2 million followers. That's fine. That's not my audience, right? My audience is looking for someone who's a little more relatable, a little bit older, right? Like can understand them, et cetera. So you know, realize that you're not going to be for everyone, but the, for the people that you are for, they're going to feel a huge connection with you and you guys are going to make magic together. Mm -hmm. And to think that you might not experience that. And these people might not be helped because you were scared because you didn't feel qualified. It's understandable, but I do want you guys, if you're listening to this and that's you, and you're connecting with this message right now, like ask yourself, yes, if I can, if there's you one person, I'm kind of obligated to put it out there because that's really what we're sort of talking about. I challenge you to rip the bandaid off. If I can go and just see, I think you'll be really surprised at how far you go, you're going to go. Yeah. And ultimately, I don't think going back to the, like the first couple sentences we were talking about being a hypocrite. I don't think this is hypocritical. I don't think 
that if you're teaching something you're in an expert in and you're not necessarily doing it doesn't equate to being a hypocrite. It doesn't mean you're not an expert. It just means you're just not doing the thing, you know, <laughs> Yep, you know, yeah. and you can actually effectively help other people do it. Right. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, you're a coach. Yeah. Coach is not about giving information, right. It's about helping implement. So yeah. yeah. If you can help someone successfully implement that thing, that's a fucking win. Boom. Love it. Love it. All right, y'all. Now we are always preaching and our lives are falling apart all the time. So <laughs> take it from us as pure example, or at least me. <laughs> no, no. But to your point, you know, that's the thing is like, I just don't know that everyone has all their ducks in a row all the yes. time. Right. No. Like, so imagine if you and I, you know, we started this podcast and then like, I don't know, something happened in our personal relationships and we're like, Oh, I'm not qualified anymore. Like, you know, it's like, we're still qualified, but like yeah. not everything is constantly going well in my relationship all the time. If I waited mm -hmm. for like everything to be perfect all the time, I'd never fucking record this podcast. Right. So yeah. you have to go, yes, do I understand this? And is there a gem here? And then allow the audience to decide or yeah. allow your people to decide, allow your, you know, uh, you know, potential clients to decide if you're qualified, that will tell you everything you need to know. And I think one, one last thing, I think I've already said a couple last things, but when you said you were struggling with your own meal plan and that kind of started to get you thinking is if you are struggling with something that you're having your clients do, potentially they're having a struggle as well. And that might be the piece that makes you a better coach and better at what you do. Cause you're, you have to figure it out. And you're like, if this isn't working for me, it might not be working for my clients or customers. And maybe there's another way, maybe there's a different way, a better way, or some other way I haven't looked at. And so let's so shift true. it because that made the biggest difference for you and in going into moderation 365. It's like, yep. I can't live on a meal plan my whole life and I'm giving meal plans. And I felt the same. I was giving meal plans and doing these kind of programming. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And it could actually be a service. So if you're in the middle of it, if you're just like, ah, this isn't working for me and I'm giving it and I'm feeling it out of alignment, then maybe it's just a good time to relook at things. And maybe there's a new framework or a new way to look at it and a new way to present it. And it's okay to go back and say, Hey, maybe what I told you before was it's not wrong, but it was incomplete and there's another way. And so I'm excited to share my new way. That's so good. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it does. It gives you an insight into like, maybe there is a, a divot, a pivot to make here. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then you take it to the market. That's exactly how moderation 365 came about. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway, I love this course. I don't think we've actually talked about this. I guess we can call mm -mm. it like imposter syndrome, fraud syndrome, hypocritical, mm -hmm. like feeling hypocritical. Um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, let's, let's rip the bandit off. Let's go for it. And a great it. conversation. We'd love to hear if you guys resonate with this. If this is something that you've been struggling with, definitely send us a DM at the best life podcast on Insta. And also would love to hear what you guys are doing. What's up? What's uh, what's happened in the pandemic? Give us a little update. Doesn't have to be a question. Just give me something that you're either struggling with or something that is going on in your life. Nothing is too small. We always love hearing from you guys and love riffing on that stuff. So send us a message and of course, look at our memes because they're always hilarious. <laughs> um, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.